0: He called me. I trust in the Lord. I, I, don't, I don't know what he's got for us, but I know he's got something for us. But mm-hmm. I need mean, this just mind the Lord and come hang on. We appreciate the opportunity to be with tonight. I hope you understand what desire to be proud of tonight. Most of all, we need the Lord tonight. and His need His power. We just pray that the Lord have has on us tonight and help us. I'm certain not deserving of Him to do so. I do that now. I thought for a moment that I deserved anything from the Lord at all. I, I tell you I'd be thinking of this. I have never... I never deserved any good things from Him, but I'm thankful that He loved me enough to save me Amen. and give me exceeding precious promises, great promises, Amen. so you just pray for us tonight we'll get right to the reading of the Word of God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's look in Matthew chapter number 7 tonight. Matthew chapter number 7. and very familiar scripture to us, I know that without a doubt, and if we say anything tonight that we've not heard before, if we've been in church any amount of time, probably heard this time and time again, but we just pray that <coughs> the Lord would just help us tonight, Jesus, to his glory and his honor, and he sees fit to do so then certainly need to give him the praise and the honor. I believe there's a, there's a whole book here full of scripture that could be read from, or preached from, taught from, but I believe that God has a particular message, a particular scripture, a particular word for each time that we gather. And I don't think he had to wait. I, I don't just think, I, don't, I know tonight that he didn't have to wait until we got here and it he got time for service to see he would be here and to figure out what was needed. I believe you had this before the foundation of the world. So you just pray tonight, Matthew chapter number seven, we just a few verses here beginning down at verse number seven. We said it to be familiar. And I tell you tonight it'll certainly take the Lord to present that to our hearts and lives tonight that you have for us to hear. So Matthew chapter number seven and verse number seven, the word of God says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. What man is there of you whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? That's all that we'll read. in starting tonight, again, as you said, I know this is very familiar to us. We've heard this time and again. But, uh, uh, you know, even uh, would. Uh, mention in this, you know, the very first word that we read tonight in the seventh verse, are right, he said ask. And, you know, we, you might, we would say, well, that's just a little small word. People would say that and we've heard that probably. And, uh, he said ask and it shall be given. You seek and you shall find knock and it shall be open unto you. And in that little word ask, there's A, S, and K. There's ask, there's seek, and there's not right there in just that little word, ask. But uh, as he says here in this, he tells us that, uh, he said, If ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask of him? And so as we think about this just for a few minutes, and we'll, uh, maybe not be before you've long try not to be but just want to do what the Lord would have us to tonight but you know friend we uh, a, a lot of times I think just take that lightly a lot of people will hear that and they'll think well all I've got to do is ask and God's going to give back to me but the truth is friend that uh, you might say well he didn't say there's any conditions in that at all but You know, we can't just take just those few verses tonight and then just try and run with that and say, well, all I've got to do is ask. But uh, for one thing, he said here, how much uh, more than, he said, would your uh, Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? And so first of all, friend, we'll have to be the children of God. He'll have to be our Father. We'll have to be born again, be the children of God, that we could even ask of Him. So uh, as we think about that tonight, friend, and he said if we'd ask of Him there, but uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know about you, but when we start thinking about asking or seeking or knocking and that... Uh, Manner, you know, you can't help. I would think that uh, you maybe would think the same way that I would that we'd think that asking would be in prayer. That we uh, and to ask, there has to be communication. Would we agree with that tonight, friend? That if we're going to ask of God, there's going to have to be communication. I'm going to have to. Talk to Him. You say, well, I don't really uh, think so. I believe God knows the desires of our heart and uh, we don't even have to say a thing. God just knows what we need. And we say while we read the Word of God that He knows that we have need of food and of raiment and uh, He said He feeds the sparrows and how much more value are we than sparrows that He would uh, just give to you and I. But He said for us to ask so uh, friend, tonight we'd like to think just a few minutes tonight about uh, a friend really asking of God, and uh, uh, if we would, and I and I'd say this, you know, I, I heard people. Uh, Tonight, making prayer requests. I heard people asking that uh, we'd ask God to uh, uh, intervene in this sickness or in that sickness or in this need and that need and especially in the lives of them that are lost. Friend, how much greater thing could you and I uh, know of in this life tonight than to know people that are lost tonight, that are on their way to hell tonight, that are without hope except they would call upon God. So uh, with that friend in mind tonight and thinking about that, what is it? A friend that would keep us from being able to ask of God. I read in the Word of God, He tells us this, that if our heart condemn us not, that we have confidence for God that whatsoever we ask of Him, He said He'd be granted unto us. He said, but if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. So do we have that confidence tonight that we can ask of God whatsoever we will, and he grant that? You know, He tells us, a friend, so well, how would that come about? It comes about by faith tonight. It comes about that He tells us this, friend, that they that would seek the Lord, they that would come unto Him, they that I would ask of Him, they that a friend would be a warning in His sight that He would see and be faithful. We have to believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them. What? That diligently seek Him. A friend tonight, He tells us in His Word that And talks about Elijah that he is a man subject under like passion such as you and I are. But he prayed, friend, and it rained not. And it rained not for the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heavens were open and the rains came. And, friend, you know we'd say, well, he's a man just like we are. And that's exactly right. And, friend, he's saying he's a man of passions just like you and I are. You know what we'll find out tonight, Uh, friend? when we read in that, we'll find that that same man Elijah, after he had prayed that way, after that God had answered his prayer with Jezebel, said this time tomorrow I'm going to have your head that God's do so unto me and more also if I have not your head this time tomorrow. And you know what Elijah did? He took flight and he ran and he said this, he said, Lord it's enough, take my life. I'm not better than my father just go ahead and take my he said, they have slain your prophets, they torn down the ark, they turned away from following you, and I'm the only one left. But God said, Elijah, I want you to know this, you ain't the only one left. You're not the only one that's serving me. So you know even Elijah, that would ask these things of God, and God would answer, was a man also, a friend that would run, if we think about it, would run from the devil. Now he's a man of light passions. You know what people take from that today? Well, you know what? He's just like us. So that means I can ask anything of God, and he'll do. He'll answer my prayer too. Yeah. Well, has he? That would be the question for us tonight. Has he? Yeah. He said, "Here, asking ye shall receive; seek, and ye shall find; knock, and it shall be open unto you." He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give to them that ask of Him? So are we really asking First of all, are we really asking? Absolutely. We're asking God to do them, things that we know we can't do. So then, friends, if we're asking tonight, where is the evidence of God hearing us? What's keeping God from hearing me and you? Why would He not hear us today? If He heard Elijah, and He did. If He heard Daniel, and He did. If He heard the church when they began to pray, when Peter was shut up in prison, they were going to take his head that already took John's head. And because that pleased the people, we're going to have Peter's head taken as well. Well, if that's pleasing to them and God is going to hear their prayer, would He hear my and your prayer? We'd say yes. Well, is He? What is keeping us from having God answer our prayer? What is keeping us? I believe He told us over in Isaiah these words. He said, "The Lord's ear is not hidden; that He's not here." Now, and you know, friend tonight, if we ain't careful, you know what we'll do? We'll get offended at that. When he said this, Behold, the Lord's hand is not short that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you and your God. And if your sins have hid his face from you, then he will not hear. And frankly, you know what? If we're not careful, we'll get offended at that. And we'll say, How dare you say that I've got sin? How dare you say that my transgressions, it's me that's holding back God? Well, I would ask us this question tonight Who's the one that's going to hinder our prayer? Who's the one that's going to keep us from having favor with God? Who's the one that's going to keep God from working for us? It ain't the world. It ain't the ones up the road. It ain't the ones down the road. It ain't the one across the pew. It ain't the one across the aisle. Friend, the only one that keeps God and me from being in communion, the only one, friend, that's going to hide, a friend that's going to separate between me and God, he didn't say it because God has decided that he's not going to do anymore. He didn't say it because, you know what, it just ain't time. It just ain't time that I'm going to do anything for you. He said it's your sin and your iniquity that have separated you from your God that have hit. We'd say, Well, that's he. he's not talking to us. He's talking to the lost. He didn't say that's what's keeping you from getting to God. He said that's what's separated between you and your God. Who is he talking to? He's talking to the church. We'd say, Well, he is talking to them in that day. I tell you, friend, do we believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? He changeth not. That was back under the law. He's the same God under the law that he is under grace. He's the same God in that day that he is today. What he required in that day, he still requires today. What was an offense to him then is still an offense to him today. Friend, we don't have to quit church to be iniquity in God's eyes. We don't have to just sit down and go to the house. We don't have to go out and just partake of the things of the world. Do you know, friend, tonight, that disobedience and rebellion to the Word of God, that that to God is the worst things in the world? Is that not what I believe that Samuel said to Saul over there? Did he not tell him what that was to him? Let's look at that. Saul said, well, I've done the will of God. You know, here's the thing. It's been different if Saul didn't know what God wanted. If God hadn't told him exactly what He wanted him to do, then Saul might have had an excuse to say, you know what? Well, I didn't know that's what God wanted. But, friend, that's what we're sinning against His knowledge. God told him, I want you to go down there and utterly destroy the amount of I want you to destroy everything. Yeah. And then when they came back, we find that he tells Samuel there. He comes out and he said Samuel, I've done the will of God. And he said, what meaneth in the bleating of the sheep and the lowing of the oxen? And you know what, in Saul's eyes, it still wasn't his father. The people did that. You know why we can't get a prayer to God? It's because we're imagining in our vain imagination that it's everybody else's fault. Oh, it's just the day and the hour that we live in. God's not going here today like He used to. God's not going to work today like He used to. Well, we're just down in the days of gleaning. I don't see where the Lord said that. He said the fields are white unto harvest, but the laborers, they are few. Amen. You know what, we're always, and here's the thing, you know, we're not really asking God anything. The truth is, we may not want to agree with this, but the truth is, we're trying to make the Lord our servant. We want to tell God all the things that we want Him to do, rather than asking of God realizing realize I'm the servant. Lord, what would you have me to do today? Master, what is it that you'd have me to do today? You know what we're doing? We're telling God. He didn't say, tell me what you want done and I'll obey you. He said, ask and you shall receive. You know what that tells us? Friend, that tells us, that tells me tonight that I'm the one that's in need. And that I'm going to have to ask of God. That tells me, friend, that I'm not the Lord. He's the Lord. I'm not the master; he's the master. Right. I'm not going to tell him what he's going to do. I may ask of him that he would do this. The friend, you and I, don't command God. Amen. We say Amen. But I tell you, the truth of the matter is that's how we're living today. We're telling God all the things that we want Him to do. And the you know, and, I, and we may not agree with this. But friend, that's exactly what it is that we are perceiving ourselves. We never openly say this. But this is how we are treating God that He is the servant and we're the masters. We're telling Him The things that we want done. We're telling Him the things we'd like for Him to do. And you know what we do? We go about our life and we go about our day with what we want to do with no thought about God. What is your will for my life today? Submitting ourselves unto the will of God. Saul says, I've done the will of God. Samuel said this to him the bleeding of the sheep and the low in the oxen. Saul says to him I've obeyed the voice of the Lord I've gone the way which the Lord sent me and you know what friend there is absolute evidence just like there is in many of our lives today that we have not obeyed God there are things still alive in our life that ought not to be there there are still things prevalent in our life that ought not to be there Listen to what Samuel says to him. Hath the Lord His great delight in burnt offerings and in sacrifices as in obeying? Friends, you know what? That's what God wants in you and I. We want to be able. I tell you, friends, let's just tell it like it is. A lot of us today, friends, I I I, I I I I don't know about. A lot. I tell you this. I believe in a lot of our folks today. They men that would like to do great things in the eyes of people who would like to have a great name in the eyes of people, who would like to have the admiration and the, uh, the vote of confidence if you'd had it, and uh, that men would speak their name. I tell you, friend, the only name worthy to ever be repeated is Jesus, Amen. Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, Amen. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. if time goes on long enough unless somebody was to find a book somewhere written down a, a, a coin for a, 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 a church and its membership and things there I don't know if you wrote down that 10 years ago you elected this man to be a pastor They folks if time goes on long enough that there will be members here who won't even know That's well I've never laid eyes on Dean Rice and the only way that they'd know that he was pastor here is if somebody was still here that and say there was a man that used to pastor here. He's dead on now, but he used to be pastor here. You know what, friend? A lot of men, they want their name stuck on the wall. They want it out there in the foyer. They want it somewhere. They want it ascribed in concrete out there on the wall or in the concrete out there on the stairs. But I tell you, would to God that it would be known today that this is a place where the Lord abides. Not this building, but this people. I tell you, friend, today, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to ask of God. We can't man this up on our own. We can't conjure up the Spirit of God. We can't work up the Spirit of God. We can't work the works of God. But God can work that through us, in us, for us. He said it's your sins and your iniquities that have separated you from God. And you know what we do? We get offended at that. Saying, well, we're wicked people. You're saying, we ain't done anything that bad. I may not be, you hear this, you say this yourself. I may not be what I ought to be. People will rehearse over and over and over again. I know I ain't what I ought to be. I know I'm failing. I cut short every day. And I understand what we mean by that. But let's get rid of that crutch. Let's not want to be using in there and say, that's my hour. I'm just, not, I'm just flesh. I'm human. I you, he said for us to go on to perfection. None of us will be perfect. No, not in the flesh we won't be. But I tell you, friend, we're to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Are we just like we were when we got saved? Are we 10 and 20 and 30 years down the road and we're just not much more faithful and stronger in faith than we were then? Friend, all you got to do, all I have to do, and you tell you, friend, we wouldn't we wouldn't consider ourselves to be rebellers at all, would we? No, not at all. But I would say this, when God has spoke to us, told us what He wanted of us, and we didn't do it, you know what we are? We're a rebeller. Listen to what He said here. Hath the Lord his great delight in burnt offerings and in sacrifices, as as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken... Than the fat of rams. I tell you friend. God just wants us to be obedient. Yeah. To hearken. What does that mean? To hearken. Yeah. That means to hear and to do. It's not the hearer that's justified. No, it's the doer. Yeah. But you can't bypass. And I can't bypass the hearing. For the doing. Because how can we do. If we won't hear. Well, how can they hear without a preacher? Well, I believe we got one. I believe there is but one. I'll say that tonight. It's the Holy Ghost of God. But I tell you, friend, I believe there are still men today standing. i tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, I'll agree with you. You're looking at the least of them and the worst of them tonight. But I'll tell you this, friend, when God, you know, we say the only time that there's preaching is when we come to church i tell you this, when the Holy Ghost of God begins to preach to my life, I don't have to be sitting on the pew with a man standing in the pulpit. When he begins to speak to him, he is proclaiming unto you and I the Word of God. For rebellion, listen to this. For rebellion, oh that ain't too bad, you know, just just because I didn't do what the Lord wanted me to this morning, that wasn't that bad. He said rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And friend, when we rebel and we rebel, you know what happens? A stubborn will begins to grow up in us and we begin to resist even more and more. People say, well, there's no resist in the Holy Ghost of God. Really. Why did Stephen stand over and tell them that day then, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do you. So you mean to tell me that it was God's will? It was the working of the Holy Ghost after God had sent Peter down there to preach to them Gentiles that when the Jews began to come down because they were hearing what God was doing down there, when they showed up, Peter withdrew himself from the Gentiles and got back over there with the Jews? Was that God's Spirit doing that? No. That was Peter himself doing that. Paul said, I withstood him to the face. I said, Peter, you're to be blamed. God revealed to a man on his own the rooftop that he would send down a sheet filled with with unclean beasts and tell him rise, slay eat. And he says, "Not so, Lord. There's not been anything uncommon or unclean touch these lips." And the Lord said to him, He said, "Peter, don't you call common and unclean what I have cleansed?" And the Lord sends him down there to do a work, and then because other people didn't think it was right, he drew away from. Him. I tell you, friend, all it takes... He don't even take the devil. You just let the folks around us start backing away from us or start looking at us cross-eyed and we'll simmer down and we'll back off from the Word of God from what God has... A, I tell you, friend, let me ask you this. If he had told everybody in the church saying amen every time you got in the full would you continue preaching? Amen. What if you stood up and sang and nobody said a word? Would you still sing? If you stood up and testified and nobody said a word, nobody allowed, oh, I believe that was God speaking through you, would you still testify today? It's amazing how quickly that we can fall away from that. And you know what, friend? We may not like this, but that's sin. I tell you, that's wretchedness in the sight of God that we would fear man more than we would fear God. That we would seek to please men more than we would seek to please God. Friend, you reckon reckon today, friend, that there's still aching in the church today? You reckon? If we have not, He said, this is because we ask not. Or He said, or because we ask amiss, that we might consume it upon our own lust. Do you remember when Achan came? But you remember uh, most of i would say everybody probably remembers about Achan. Yeah, he's the one that hid all that stuff in his tent. That's right. But I tell you, friend, I believe this. Do you believe our God is a merciful God? Well, it was just—you know—they just wasn't no—it just wasn't no escape for Achan. He's going down. Well, then let me ask you this. Why then, over here in in Joshua chapter number seven, after they've went up, they've went into Jericho, they fought, and then he's taken things that God said were not to be. You know, I, I, the one that I, I that always just sticks out in my mind is he took him a Babylonian garment. What was Achan going to do with a Babylonian garment? He didn't wear it. Why would you want to desire the things of the world when you know you're going to have to keep them in? Why would we desire things that we're going to have to keep in from everybody else? You say, Well, I, 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 I'm not doing that. I tell you, friend, would you want your heart opened up for everybody to see tonight? Would we? But I'd say this, friend, tonight listen. He said unto Joshua, Joshua's there. they go up to Ai. They say, well, we don't even need everybody. Just send up a few. I tell you, friend, right there are some people that ain't looking right who don't know the will of God. Why would you separate? God ain't said send a few. When God sent to Jericho, did He not send them all? Yeah. Now you say, well, I I you know, we got you there. I'll tell you who run through my mind was Gideon. Oh, now they had—he had a host that went with him, and the Lord said, "You got too many. Still got too many. We get down to three hundred men. What and all of them went? Then I'll tell you what God was showing them. This is of me. This ain't of you and your number and of your power. This is by my hand. But Achan, he had took that. So is our God a merciful God? Absolutely." Do you think God gave a space of repentance? He did. If, hey, listen to this. He says in verse 13 of chapter number 7, up, sanctify the people and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. What does the word sanctify mean? Cleanse. Cleanse. That's is what he goes on to say. He says, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel... There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. Do you know what God's doing? He's already saying, listen, here's what's the problem. You're wondering why you got defeated? Because there's an accursed thing among you. And I'll tell you this, nobody else didn't know it, but Achan knew it. Achan knew it. There's an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. Does that sound like today? Can't stand before the enemies? Can't win the battle? Can't win the victory? It's not been long, and I'm not throwing rocks at anybody, and I'm not believing anybody, but it's not been long since you had revival. Are you closer to God today? Is there more power of God in your life today than there was before the meeting started? Is your faith in the Lord stronger today? Is the power of God stronger? more real in this place when you gather than it was before then. That's what it's for. When you gather for revival, it's that you might be revived, right? Not that you'd be able to shout. Not that you'd be able to wave your hands. Not that you'd be able to run out up and down the road and tell folks about coming to church, but that the power of God, that life, would be evident among you. Listen to what He said. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes. You know what God's telling them? This is what's going to happen. Sanctify. He said, today, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. Because in the morning, the Lord's going to start trying. He's going to come in the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought. Listen to this. He said, I'm going to start. God's going to start with tribes. And then it shall be that the tribe that he shall take, then it's going to come down to the family of that tribe. And then there's going to be the family found out. And when the family then is found out, he said he shall take you by households. It's going to get closer, and it's going to get closer. I'm going to tell you, friend, that our time. Listen again. He said he tells all Israel, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. Sanctify yourself, cleanse yourselves against tomorrow. There's an accursed thing in the midst of you. There's an accursed thing in the midst of you. Achan knew it, and I'll say this, friend, tonight we know when there's things in our life that don't belong. And we may say it ain't hindering a thing. It ain't that. Ain't what's hindering. I'm gonna tell you, friend, and all that camp that they just over and that great city of Jericho, what was it? that little bit of what he was able to do? He was able to hide what he got in his skin. Dug down in the earth and hid it. So in comparison to everything else, there he had just a tea tiny little thing. And that tea tiny little thing was exactly what was standing in the way of victory. He said, I'm going to take it down into the household, and it shall be, and then he says, and then it shall come man by man. So I'm going to start out with all Israel. It's going to come down to the tribe. You know what he's saying there? He's giving fair warning if we have it. Before he ever does. So he said, now listen. The Word, you know, there's times that the Word of God comes. And it seems like maybe it's just a broad, general message. But I tell you, friends, it continues on. It continues on. You know what's going to happen? It's going to come down to the Jesus' heart. And we find this. He says, it shall be that he that is taken with you a cursed thing, he says, is going to be burnt with fire. And he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, because he has wrought folly in Israel. And we know what takes place. It comes all the way down to Achan. He says, Achan, give glory to God. And when Achan took you know what Achan had to say? I took. I took. The accursed thing, what they did, they went out there, they dug in his skin, and they found exactly what he'd taken and friend, I want to say this. You may disagree if you want to do that time. But I believe when Joshua, when God told Joshua to tell the people, up, sanctify yourselves against the mark. there is an accursed thing among you. And I'm going to come. I'm going to dig down to it. I'm going to start by tribe. I'm going to come down to family. I'm going to come down to household. And then I'm coming right down to the very man. And I tell you, friend, I believe if Achan would have confessed right then, If Achan would have sanctified himself against tomorrow. You say, I don't believe that. Well, I tell you, friend, he said he would pardon iniquity, did he not? Did he not say he'd forgive sin? You may say we're adding too, They may be men with differ with us on that. And that's fine. But I believe that Achan would have humbled himself and would have repeated that and dug that out and brought it and laid it out before the Lord and said, here it he is, and I'm sorry that I took it. I did better. You know, now they're going to make an excuse. Well, you know, it looked good, and I, did, I didn't see no harm in it. It didn't matter if I saw any harm in it or not. When God said, don't do it, that's what He meant. Now we're going to excuse ourselves for every little thing in our life, and it's robbing us of the power of God. Robbing us. There was a couple questions put to the Galatians. You did run well. Who did hinder you? Not what did hinder you. Who did hinder you? I can tell you tonight, this man has never hindered him from in the Lord. Or this man nor this lady, nor this lady, nobody has ever hindered me from being able to worship the Lord but myself. Let me ask you this. Was Joshua hindered in worshiping the Lord? Has God quit talking to Joshua because what Achan did? Was there no communion between Joshua and God? It was still there. Joshua is in there begging God what is wrong he said, there is an accursed thing among you. Did God say Akins took something and go get it? No. He said, there is sin among you. There is a accursed thing among you in the midst of you. Tell the people to up and sanctify themselves against tomorrow. Because you know what? I'm telling you. And I'm going to start searching. And I'll bring it down to try. You know what, friend? When he saw that, when Achan, you may differ with me, that's fine. I believe this with all my heart. I believe it's what God has convinced me of, friend, that when He took the tribe, Achan could have said, My goodness, out of 12 tribes, they got the one that I'm a member of. I better go get it and bring it. Took it down to family. Get closer. Get closer. Take it down to the household. And finally, it comes down to Achan. And you know what, friend? He had, to, he had to come to the place that Achan was the one that there was no question about. It's him. Why does it have to get that to us? Does God have to pin us down? I tell you, friend, if I loved him, If Achan had loved the Lord, he'd have never took it to begin with. If he'd feared the Lord as they would say they did, he'd have never taken it. If Saul feared the Lord, Samuel, I've done the will of God. No, Saul, you haven't. Would that be the result in our life? I can't look at anybody's heart tonight. It's not for me to do so. But I'd say this, friend, tonight. He said we could ask, and we'd receive. He said we could seek, and we could find. said we could knock, and it'd be open unto us. So if that's not occurring in our life, why? Why? Well, I guess it just wasn't God's will. Well, if you're saying that, then that says you're praying amiss. Would God hear you today? Would He hear me? I'd say this today. If we're saved and born again today, and He's our Father, by the Word of God, He said He would. So if He's not, then it's time I start figuring out why. And I'd say this, friend. We don't have to figure out why. No, we know. You think Achan didn't know? I promise you, Achan knew Here's the thing, friend. I hear people say a lot of times, and I'm about to close, I hear people say a lot of times, they'll say, well, as soon as I sin, I know it. Well, I'll tell you this. That's not accurate. Before we sin, we know it. If we're saved and born again, the Holy Ghost of God ain't going to sit there and wait, friend, till we're wrapped up in sin and then say, oh, Uh, you know what, That that, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, no. He warns us beforehand. And right there's proof of it in the Word of God. He warned not only Achan, but all Israel. Every one of them knew. Saul knew before he went down to fight against the Amalekites. Saul knew. He blamed the people all he wanted to. God gave him the commandments. He was the king. He was, if you had it, the commander of the people. Friend, you and I aren't ignorant of allowing sin in our life. We just want to try and hide it. We just want to try and go on. We just want to say those kind of things ain't going to hinder us from God. Well, I'll tell you this, when it condemns, if you have to hide it, that's pretty easy understood, ain't it? You don't even have to say anything more. If it's gotta be hid, that right there tells us, friend, that it don't have any place in our life. That's our heart tonight. I love you, I appreciate your prayer for it. But he said, friend, he said to ask, to seek, and to knock. He said, if we being evil know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more our Heavenly Father gives good things unto them to ask of Him. I'm going to tell you this, friend. He ain't talking about asking for a better job, asking for more money, asking for a better house, asking for a better car, asking for all the things that the natural man receives. I tell you, friend, we ought to be seeking to know Him more. Wisdom. Wisdom. Why well, I don't need wisdom. You don't need wisdom. Oh, that fellow there needs wisdom. So he stand up and preach the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, friend, we all need wisdom. Wisdom. We need to know the voice of God. We need to know the Word of God. We need to know what God would desire of you and I. Friend, instead of us telling Him what we want done, How about we ask him, Lord, what would you have me to do? Amen.